Hello and welcome back. We're discussing The Bear Season 2 Episode 8 entitled Bolognese, written by Renee Goob, directed once again by Christopher Storer. This is Black Girl Couch Reviews and I'm your host Christina. Let's get into it. I do like the theme of opening up with where both Carmi and Sydney is at mentally. They've been making that something consistent throughout the season. Sydney is at the restaurant fully invested and even excited for the next step as things unfold, whereas Carmi is sitting on his stove needing pep talks from Claire. I've fallen and I can't get up! Not to say that getting emotional support talks from your significant other isn't a good thing. I just think that Claire is spending too much time soothing him from bolting away from her. That high, by the way, I know I shouldn't have been thinking it. And it's not even against Claire. It was just a moment of anyone saying hi to me as soon as they got out of bed, got hot breath. And that breathiness, all I kept thinking was, woo, I'd be like, tic-tac, bitch, please, tic-tac. Clearly, Carmi didn't care. They got it on. Maybe his breath was stinking too, but it distracted me in the scene. <laughs> and the dialogue. It's just poorly written on her side. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all. What's a fire surprise dies? It, it just, it feels not at all like two adults. <laughs> and I think that's the point. They do need to pass the fire suppression test, though, and this is their last chance. Ibram, after missing for like months and wasting niggas money, makes his way back to the bear. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Tina greets him with, we're not open, ma'am. Okay, sir. This used to be a good place. I don't know what's happening to it. Well, things change. Maybe some old bitches like the way things were. Maybe they get scared. I did like the way he was talking though. Maybe the or some order the bitches. <laughs> this conversation is belatedly overdue. I will say it's about two episodes overdue. She replies, yeah, that's something an old bitch would say, but that's why they surround themselves with bad motherfuckers who take care of them. They are going to be selling sandwiches out of this drive through window that Ibram would be perfect for. And I think it was Mimu who mentioned that it would be silly to get rid of that old customer base, but it seems like they 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 uh, took that into account. Two weeks to open, Carmi and Sydney meet up. What are you thinking about? He's thinking about the fire suppression test. He asked what she's thinking about. She says, controlling the zone, staying calm, creating space and trust. While Carmi is optimistic <laughs> and looking for direction, like, okay, so what do we do about that? Sydney probably wants some further ideas he can offer on said direction, other than stating the obvious and constantly not knowing what's on the schedule for today. And she has the Pepto that he needs for his stomach. She wants that same consideration. And I think she's due it. Richie comes on in in his suit. Hello, motherfucker. He says, before you laugh at me, I don't hear anyone laughing. I get it. 
And that's all he needs to say. He tells them that basically we're drowning, but it's another day. Fack is still trying to figure out why the gas won't shut off. Neil is unable to help Sydney with the broken fridge handle, something that Carmi was going to handle, but hasn't. She teases Marcus, who's gotten back from Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Someone called this flirting what they were doing, and clearly they don't know what flirting looks like. This is absolutely friendly, even brotherly behavior. And I think that misunderstanding of what is flirting and what's just smiling at you and being nice is something too many men don't understand. And that's why I ended up in a situation where it didn't work out well for the other person. Because they choose to take kindness <laughs> for something completely different. Carmi admits that he had a panic attack last night about his mom's Christmas antics after Sydney tastes the new dessert and congratulates him on it. Mark is like, who's Claire? A girl I know. Yeah, 100%. You are my fucking girlfriend. Notice Sydney already filed her under that role in his life and felt no compunction about it. Her contention with Carmi is the lack of prioritization. She was even offended on her behalf. Like a girl that's a friend? Excuse me? The point is he wants to take back cannolis from that emotionally damaged memory that cannolis are in and task Marcus with coming up with something about it. They say it's healthy, which it is taking them back. I got forgot to bring up in that episode that Carmi was along for the cooking ride with his mother in the kitchen more so than anyone else. Marcus gets approval from both his mentors the new hires are all emerald, but Tina, Tina's in charge. They're also doing family meal. That's what they're planning for either today or tomorrow or at the end of the week. One or somewhere close is family meal before they open. T inspects the new inventory before beginning their training. Sugar, thanks for not a lot. <laughs> what she tells the city inspector trying to see when the fire suppression test will be conducted like are they going to show up between one and three okay you can't tell me that thanks a lot for nothing richie goes in to see her to apologize for everything so she asks the nearest person to her office to come in and be a witness which is sweeps he was like hell yeah come on <laughs> get get this moving he just doesn't apologize, though, but goes into detail of why he's apologizing. I tried to push myself where I didn't belong and I made things worse. And then I took it out on you and treated you like shit, which was wrong. And I'm sorry. And I would like to work with you in the future on things that you may need help with and stay out of the things that I'm not qualified to handle. I also wear suits now. I wear the suit because it makes me feel better about myself proud of your boy he wins gary's approval i think he did a really good job real genuine fuck comes in asking why are you wearing a suit why are you covered in shit because i'm trying <laughs> to <laughs> pass the fire suppression test 
Well, I wear suits now. That's so sick. She's like, Neil, honey, can you get the fuck out of here? Fack wants to invite his sister Francine to family night, and that is quickly rejected. Now, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Whatever she did, she is on the shit list. Richie was like, we don't invite that kind around here. Cindy is impressed with Carmi's drawings because he has ideas about the menu. Once again, this is something you should probably discuss with her because she's ordering food and shit and then you just whip out your drawings even though she admired them saying, what, these 16 chapel type, uh, is that shading? She does have an issue with their menu being influenced by someone who isn't the person he should be discussing it with. And it's not even that he's discussing, he's made a decision. Furthermore, you keep tossing her name out there like it's her thought process instead of your own. Carmi gets upset because he, of course, did this to make Sydney happy. This is what you wanted. This is the chaos menu, but... You know, maybe I was overthinking things and this is good, right? And she's just kind of like, yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) Well, she starts arguing like, well, thank Claire for, you know, her ideas. And I guess next time I need something else, I'll just run it by her. And they both blame their argument on being tired And I think that Cindy apologized not for saying what she said, but for the way she reacted. Like, I need to be an adult and say what I need to say instead of pouting and then having you be like, well, why are you acting like that? She tells him you need to decide. And you need to decide on a lot of things. The first being, is Claire your girlfriend or not? Because it's shitty to say that about someone who may be thinking the opposite. No rancor or jealousy, just, hey, be a better person, okay? He says, okay, well, I'll just not be shitty. She's like, okay. He's like, well, he says, I don't want to be shitty. You know, I want to be told that. And she's like, well, just don't be. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just, you know. He really doesn't fully grasp (laughs) just how emotionally stunted that he is. Richie explains to Nat why the seemingly well-impressed candidate that they interviewed isn't the candidate for them all based on a napkin. You want stars or y'all want stars and that ain't a star catcher (laughs) because it was driving him crazy and he knows that the attention to detail is what's going to set them apart. Fock and Carmi hide in the walk-in for different reasons. He can't figure out the fire suppression test and Carmi can't figure out if Claire is his girlfriend or not. I do feel that once again, if this love story was meant to last, it would one be fleshed out more. And two, if we're going to toss around the words like love, it would be a developed for more than two seconds. It is nice to see Carmi know what romantic feelings are and explore them. I think this is beneficial for his own personal achievement, especially if he finds someone that he really does like 
he needs to understand the emotional stakes and what that means to invest in that type of relation relationship he's barely invested in this in this uh well he is invested but he's not emotionally invested in this place the way he should be he put those emotions somewhere else and now he's trying to put the the professional and the emotional in two separate categories and unfortunately it's just not going to work for him he can't multitask both tina and sid admire richie in his suit dare i say sid stared a bit longer than usual and peeped how good he smelled Maybe that was for the crack shippers out there still going strong. <laughs> he asked if he could put the the model from from Michael on her station and she said of course. They are both only children. And she says, "Well, it's nice that you had Carm and Nat." And he replies, "Now you do too." Officially introducing her into the family. Nat meets with Jimmy, who isn't into small talk because he's like, how's the baby? How you feeling? I got shit to do. What you want? (laughs) He admits the appraisal on the lot came back. Not bad, but not great. And the more that they're closed, the more there's interest rates. So if they have to refinance, they could end up owing $10 million in debt. I thought it was thousand. But I'm go. I'm guessing this is ten million. She asked if he would have kids again. To which he was reply, "Hell no." <laughs> I laugh because that's always the initial reply, even if you don't really mean it. But he says, "No. If I were to do things differently, I would protect them less, let them have more fun, and make mistakes, and not be so afraid." Which I think is really good advice. We do. We naturally want to stop them from making our own mistakes, but we don't understand that making mistakes is what forged the person one is. So sometimes you need to have them make their own mistakes. I let my daughter make her own little mistakes all the time because I know she's going to come right back to me being like, you know, I'm like, yeah, uh huh. Uh huh. I did laugh at the the sign on the wall that said, wall fell, this place sucks. <laughs> Fi comes out and announces he knows why the fire suppression test isn't failing. I felt like this was obvious that Michael had messed with it, but it wasn't until he looked at the photo from a couple of years ago with Ibram. He's like, why is the picture burned? Well, Michael was on drugs. As the fire suppression test is going off, we get all the baggage hanging over this decision from each character. Tina, it's all about family, Ibram, family in the shop. Marcus, kind of about his mom and building his career. Sydney, her failure. Carmi, he looked like he was really still into burning this place down. But then he remembered, you know, what his, I still don't remember or recall what that relation was his cousin i don't know his aunt to keep going and he's like yes no i gotta keep going keep going don't burn the place down don't sabotage this 
So he's still in the in fight or flight mode. And I think that that is, even with his relationship with Claire, not evolving in any way. Like everyone in this season thus far has grown except for Carmi. He is avoiding. Instead of helping with the lights or helping Sydney scrub the floor, putting that everything that he needs to be putting into this place, he's off to cook dinner for his official girlfriend because that's a decision that he's made. But he still hasn't fully made the decision to give everything it takes to make this restaurant successful, to emotionally invest in this restaurant. And that wraps up my review of this episode. I gave it an 8.6 out of 10. It wasn't too much meat on the bone to discuss, but I think we've all still been chewing over what happened episode um, six. So I, I think that this is a good setup for our penultimate and our finale. I do think that Carmichael is going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. I think it is going to come down to the bear and his relationship with Claire. I think that something's going to happen that's going to show or illustrate just exactly how Carmi's distraction affects the restaurant in some capacity. So looking forward to that. (laughs) Because it's not until that moment happens that we might see some growth. Or worse, we might see a disintegration. Those are just my thoughts on the episode. I do look forward to hearing other people's thoughts on the episode. Feedback can always be sent at blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. And with that, let's hop into the mailbag. What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for The Bear, Season 2, Episode 8. I really like this episode. Um, I I think my favorite... Okay, I had two scenes that I, I can't decide which one I liked more. But the first one was um, the, the scene between Abraham and... Um, my God, what is her name? Oh my God, I had to Google it because I was like... I said Gloria and I was like that is not her name it's Tina Lord have mercy so Abraham and Tina's um conversation about like him basically like saying without saying like he's like talking about just a person in general but he's really talking about himself saying you know he didn't want to change he got scared um but you know he he hears that they have a pretty good thing going on here and he was wondering if you were hiring and she was like you know I might be able to to hook you up we got this drive through here you know selling sandwiches so they are I would like to point out what I was thinking you were trying to drag me talking about ain't nobody thinking about this neighborhood and what's going on there they they trying to upsell it, but it looks like they're they got a drive through and they're going to be selling the sandwiches, which is the beef is what made them popular. And then if you think about um, to me, if a if a restaurant was open for, you know, 20, 30 years and it, it was known for something, 
I feel like revamping it is a good idea and always like, you know, definitely going to be uh, like a tourist spot, especially if you're trying to get that Michelin star. But you shouldn't ne- neglect the, the thing that made you popular and put you on the map. Like even if you like selling like it like jarred up already as like souvenirs, I've seen not souvenirs as like merchandise. I've seen, you know, companies do stuff like that. They start marketizing, mark marketing their, you know, specialty item and selling it. Um, there's this um, it's called uh, it's like a Swedish like restaurant. I don't remember what the hell it's called. I, I, I'm drawing a blank, but it's in um it's over by one of the hospitals I used to work at and they had this like like it's like a Swedish like pancake syrup sauce whatever they have like a little shop and they like jar it up and sell it because that's what initially got them very popular and I mean I think it's a good idea so I'm glad they are gonna keep the beef because that's something a lot of people always talk about Chicago pizza when I first came here, um, the pizza is what everybody talked about, but it wasn't until I started dating Darren, who grew up in the, the city of Chicago. Like a lot of people say they're from Chicago, but when you really talk to them, they're from a suburb or the outskirts um, of Chicago. Darren actually is from Chicago. If a person is telling you they're from Chicago, ask in the area code. If it ain't 606 something, they lying. Just FYI, um, I say Chicago because it's if I say where I'm really from, people look at me like I'm crazy. They don't know what the hell that is. But Chicago, living in Chicago is a completely different kind of uh, scenario. And beef, Italian beef, is something that's very, um, I, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like, a, I can, the only word I can think about is staple. But I know there's a better word, like a staple of Chicago. People from Chicago know beef, Italian beef is something that is traditionally Chicagoan. And if you don't know, like you, when you go, you get a beef, you get it with like the peppers and you get it, make sure you tell them it's dipped. You want it dipped. If you, if you aren't from Chicago, you don't know what any of that means. Um, but I can tell you them sandwiches are the bomb. Um, as a person that was born in the South that came here not knowing anything, I still won't say pop. It's a soda, but I'll get an Italian beef dipped. No peppers because I don't like hot stuff. But that shit's the bomb. Um, anyway, that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, the other scene that I like absolutely loved. I, I'm leaning towards this one being my favorite <laughs> only because of this like the situation and the way that um Natalie played it, sugar, <laughs> um, when Richie went to go apologize to her. Um, and she was like, Who, who's in the hallway? I need, I need a witness. Richie says he's going to apologize. And Gary comes in and he was like, Oh, <laughs> it just, it was so, it, it just did so many things. Like she literally said, whoever's in the hallway, like she knows that right now everything is going on. Like the, the business that they're trying to get everything ready for them to open, but everybody in there at the moment is family to her. So it didn't matter. And the fact that it was like Gary and he, he came in and he like sat down and he listened and he was like, his input mattered, even though like, we know he's a side character to sugar. He's like family. Like she was, she said, whoever in the hallway, bring your ass in here. Cause Richie said he about to apologize. And Gary was like, 
oh what okay i need to see this that was it was so it just it just did something i don't know it just meant so much to me i loved i loved the scene and then you know his apology was actually pretty sincere and who who knew that being in that restaurant for a week it seemed like it was about a week which huh i got a phone call i don't know why people want to call me when i'm when i'm doing something i i be not on the phone 97.8 percent of the time but they call me in that little ass window anyway i was just talking about the apology and richie being you know so sincere and just being in that restaurant for such a short amount of time like literally woke something up in him and the fact that he was wearing a suit like okay i see you i see you and then um when uh when he was like walking around and he was like i wear a suit now you know like oh you're wearing a suit like you got an interview like or you got court somebody asked him if he had court (laughs) and he was like no i wear a suit now (laughs) it was funny i really enjoyed uh his interaction with uh sydney and she was just looking at him and like i thought she was gonna try and drag him but she wasn't she was very supportive and i and i and i thought that was pretty awesome i also liked how they were interviewing that woman and richie brought up that whole like table uh setting thing and it didn't like she didn't fix it and it's so funny because i know for a fact um that I would I wouldn't have just like if it's an interview I'm not just gonna change it because maybe they want to do it I would like did you guys um I'm sorry I hate to interrupt but do you want this turned this way um can I fix it I was like because it's gonna bother me if I don't (laughs) because shit like that bothers me if something is out of place especially when it's like a like something that's supposed to be like a designated certain pattern to it when something's askew, I got to fix it and I wouldn't have been able to focus or I would have been staring at it this whole time, the whole time doing terrible at the interview because that shit's irking me. And that's probably why I would have said something. But when he was like, we can't hire her. She's trash. I was like, I know that's right. <laughs> I, love, I love this, Richie. I hope it sticks because I, I was pretty impressed. Um, I also enjoyed how Fock was like, oh, shoot, this is uh, this is why he, you know, we, he wasn't trying to blow the restaurant down. He reset it so that they would pass. And I was like, okay. I, I'm concerned, though, that if they're rigging things, I hope a fire don't happen because that would suck for everybody. Um, but maybe resetting it is what fixed it, fixes it. I'm not sure. Um, but they passed because it would have really screwed them. According to Uncle, you know, i don't know uncle drug lord i don't know what his, i i forget what his name is but carmine there we go carmine he was like y'all we y'all y'all can't not open like basically you you gotta have this timeline it ain't it ain't no other way to put it um the last thing i want to talk about is the conversation between uh sydney and carmy because and this has nothing to do with shipping them Ever since you put in my head about Sydney and Luca, even though I don't know how Luca would even be with Sydney because he's all the way in Denmark. Um, where where were where were they? Denmark. I think that's where they were. Um, doesn't matter. 
but Luca isn't around. But ever since you put that in my head, that's all I see and that's all I want. Like, that's a crack ship that can't even exist because one of them is all the way on the other side of the, the world. But anywho, um, when he kept talking about Claire, like, I was talking with Claire in this. I'm like, does, does, does Claire also have a degree in culinary? Like, why are you asking her this and not talking to the people that are going to actually be helping you make these food? Like, isn't this something you should at least be talking about with Sydney, but maybe also, you know, Tina and uh, Marcus and uh, your sister, <laughs> since they're part of the restaurant? Like, I don't know. The first time he said it, I was like, OK, that's probably maybe that's some, uh, you know, bed talk to him, you know, like, <laughs> you know, after they do their little thing, he starts talking about food maybe that's his that's his little thing but after he said it like the second and third time he was getting on my nerves like look carmy i don't know why claire is the deciding factor but you need to to stop and i'm glad she said something i was concerned she wasn't because you know she holds her tongue a lot um she used to be walking around brooding instead of speaking up to carmy um i don't know why um he I don't know it, it that that whole like obsessive thing it was just weird um and I feel like it's it's gonna be the beginning of us seeing a trend for their relationship but I hope I'm wrong um I do I'm do I do wow I am glad that he finally admitted that his girlfriend why he had to be told like you should you should know like, that's my friend. Like, I don't think y'all clearly smashing and she's at your house walking around in underwear. That's not your friend, sir. And the fact that you had to be told that is actually pretty ridiculous. I'm just going to cut him some slack because it's clear that he hasn't had many relationships. But I'm glad he finally got it together. Um, I think that's all I have. So I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair, Reese, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was our baby cakes. Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. She was talking about Chicago. Like, mm-hmm, I'm going to recall all that shit. Uh, an Italian beef, beef dit. I don't know. That doesn't sound too good for me. I'm not a big sausage person. <laughs> I don't like peppers either. So I'm glad at least we're on that same page. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. That's why I want to go to Chicago just to eat. And see y'all, <laughs> or see you, I suppose, because y'all ain't there, even though someone's about to be. And I never said it was a dumb idea. I just said, I don't think that that's their criteria right now. <laughs> but I was surprised too. And that does uh, verify what you were saying. I remember you said something about that, that keeping the authentic, authentic, you know what I'm saying. I can't say words tonight too, so I'm glad that I'm not alone. Cause all this, these two podcasts I've been recording has been a fucking struggle. Cause words just keep coming out like weirdly. <laughs> and most times I can roll with it, but it was like every five seconds. Um, the only conversation about the menu that Carmi needs to have about said menu is with his chef de, de, de cuisine and maybe his cook. Uh, now cooking the menu that preparation that's a different thing that would be Tina but even with um because he allows Marcus to come up with his own desserts uh, he might ask about what he kind of wants the idea of what he wants or run it by him 
But no, as far as choosing the menu, that's his chef de cuisine. But I think he mainly gets to choose it. He should just be discussing it with Sydney. And he hasn't had a relationship to compare it to. Even though I will say him being needing to be told and confirmed, like seconded, was a bit much. Like, it was, I think it was meant to play for laughs, but it also played in another way of kind of, I think the audience collectively emotionally understands, right? But they also see that he's letting his teammates down. He's not giving his chef de cuisine the respect, not only chef de cuisine, but your friend, the respect that they deserve when they're in this enterprise with you and they, and you both consider yourselves partners, not financial partners, but partners in the decision making of said restaurant. That is something they both decided. So when you do that, you can't go, well, I get the call. And it's not even saying I get the call. Like you said, he kept saying, Claire, 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 Claire. Yeah. Anytime people do that, that means it's not your thought. It's their thought. And I don't want to be working with someone that I don't even know. And you can't even decide has worth in your life. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> you should work on that. Um, There was something else you brought up and then I, I forgot. Oh, about how our Luca ship can happen. Look, bitch. I don't know either, but somehow, some way, because he worked at that other restaurant with Homegirl. So he could just be studying in Copenhagen the way that Marcus was. And then he comes back and he helps Marcus out at the at the restaurant. I don't know. Maybe Marcus has to juggle his mom and the restaurant and they need an extra because one chef that's 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 a little understaffed. Or one uh, pastry chef. I would think they need at least a second. I don't know. I'm just throwing the shit out there. But yeah, the connection would have to be through Marcus. Or he just shows the fuck up. Hey, we like this character. We want to see him with Sydney. <laughs> Christopher, make it happen. <laughs> this Marcus shit ain't working for me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even sold on the Carmi and Sydney ship yet. I've yet to be sold and I'm in what, 13, 15, 16? I don't even know how many episodes in the show. I know it's eight in the first season and we're on seven. So 15. A lot of people are the opposite. I can't convince myself something that I don't believe in. And right now I just, I don't believe these two people to be anywhere close to me wanting them to be together and I am just talking about as people and that is where I'm going to leave it for this week if you want to send feedback on the episode you disagree with me you see all the signs I'm missing blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic